Stand with me this morning and turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. Where are my students that have, I, don't, well, I was about to say unrobed, that wouldn't be good, but you're, you're back to regular clothes. Where are y'all? Just put your hands up so I know through the congregation. Okay. Before I read this text, those of you that ever preach, you'll understand very familiarly what I'm about to share. Um, we study, we study, we prepare different ways during the weeks, but this was one of those weeks that I'd finished one, worked on another, pulled another, and I could, you know, you can put a quarter in me, I can preach. I've done it a long time. But it wasn't until last night, and the Lord just says, you know, and, uh, just talk about this. And some would say, well, why wouldn't he just tell you that in the beginning of the week? Well, oftentimes, I have found that when it's last minute, it's so that I don't put a lot of me in it, and it gives me less chance to mess it up. And so I think this is a message not only for our graduates, but for who would be here uh, today. Uh, Matthew 25, beginning with verse 14. And I'm the one that asked him to cut the air off for all the people when they came in, but I'll be the one to ask to cut it back on. Okay, Matthew 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a person traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered them unto them his goods. And unto one of us, you could say, he gave five talents, gifts, or abilities, opportunities, to another two and to another one, to every man according to his ability, and then he took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded or worked them, if you will, and made a profit of five more. And likewise, the one that received two gained another two. So they doubled. Their investment that their Lord had made in them was doubled. But the guy that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money or the investment. And after a long time, the Lord of the servants came again and reckoned with them, which precedes or prefaces the Lord coming again to reckon with us about the deposits he has made in our life. And so he that received five talents came and brought five more, saying, Lord, you gave me five, and I've gained beside them five more. And his Lord said, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And he that received two talents, the same thing. He said, I've gained two more. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. But the guy that received one talent came and said, Lord, I know you're a hard man, reaping where you've not sown and gathering where you've not strawed. And I was afraid and I went and hid the talent in the earth. You can mark your Bible there and said, I lost it in the world. And lo, here back is what you gave me. And the Lord said, you are wicked and slothful or lazy. You said you knew I reap where I sow not and gather where I've not strawed. You should have put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming I would have received more with interest. Take therefore that which I deposited in this man and give it to him that had ten talents. For unto everyone that shall be given he shall have an abundance. But from him that hath not, which means at the end of his life, when there's no gain even that which ye have will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
Before you sit down, let me talk to you just a moment and then you can remain seated and I'll stand because I get water and it'll keep me sustained and keep me going. You don't live long as an adult till you realize we're not all on equal playing field. We don't all have the same mental faculties, the same upbringing, the same support system, uh, the same opportunities, the same health, the same emotional stability, the same uh, mental stability. You realize that the playing field really is not that even. And not everyone has the same. But everyone gets to choose what they do with what they have. You can spend... Invest, hoard, or waste your life. It's all up to you. It is your choice every time, every day, every moment. Many people incorrectly give too much credit to fate, finding a false excuse for the way their life is. If you don't like your life, change it. If you're going in the wrong direction, turn around. If you've wasted much of your life, redeem the time. Your life is God's gift to you. And what you do with that life is your gift to God. We all know, those of us who are born again, Bible-believing Christians, that there is nothing you can do to ever earn grace. But there is nothing anyone else can do and nothing that God will do to ever earn you reward. Every man will receive according to his works, his choices. And Revelation twenty two twelve says, Behold, I come quickly, Jesus says, and my reward is with me. To give every man according to his works. To give every man reward according to his works. Here's my question to you today. Graduates, middle age, and the elderly. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? We can punch a button at home and change the temperature of our house. What would your life be like if you punched the right button? We're either going to be known in the kingdom of God as great or slothful. I trust that this message encourages the faithful and motivates the lazy. You can stop. We've all stopped and started many times in our journey. To turn up the yield, not the same talents, but the same opportunity. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Let's pray together. Would you pray for me as I pray for myself? Father, over just the next few moments, I'm not delivering a sermon. It's just a message of hope and encouragement. And by your anointing, you can save the one that's lost. You can restore the one that's backslid. You can heal the one that's broken by choosing you. We are being programmed through the programs that we watch on television. Our priorities are out of whack. We're deceived and deluded thinking we have all this time. And the most precious thing that any of us have is today. And may we take responsibility. You took responsibility for our sins. May we take responsibility for our life. And take it by the reins and steer it where we want it to go. For the glory of Jesus Christ, I pray. And all of God's people together said, Amen. You may be seated.
What are you going to do with the rest of your life? We all love to put life way out there in the future. But life, for those of us that are white-headed and getting older, you know, when you start out, you look at life through a windshield, and as you get older, you look at it through a rearview mirror. Your life today, by and large, is a product of your choices. Now, there are exceptions. When you're born po, and you don't even can't afford an R, it's just po. And you just, you never knew what it was like. My mama's going to shoot me for this, but, you know, after daddy passed away, it was tough. And mama, wait, mama, hold on. She's hiding her face. <laughs> mama worked two jobs. And I mean, seriously, to brag, I mean, went to work at five o'clock in the morning. We'd see her at 10 at night. Mama worked and worked. And I remember one time we were getting school pictures. And even back then, you know, that's the most overpriced thing. They, they pull on your heartstrings, you know, for $162, I can have two pictures? I said, Mama, are we going to buy our pictures this year? She said, nope, I'm buying gems, your older brother. He's one year and 19 days older. I said, you going to buy gems and not mines? She said, mm-hmm. See that picture, Jim? That's what you're going to look like next year. <laughs> you got the same haircut, the same clothes. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. But it loosens them up. It loosens them up, Mama, so I can hit them with, it, hit them with the truth. But the guys across the street had their mom and daddy. I didn't. My mama was gone making sure we were clothed and fed. My mama worked from before the sun come up and come home after the makeup counter at the mall closed at 9, 30, 10 o'clock and did what she had to do and took care of us faithfully. But the guys across the street had a mom and daddy. People in the peach orchard, peach orchard had a mom and daddy but didn't have food. We get so hung up in comparing how we start and we never focus on the fact that every person has the same opportunity to take what cards they've been dealt and make a life out of it. Someone got dealt the same cards you did and built a beautiful, God-honoring life out of it. They chose to take the one talent while you had your ten talents and they work it and double it. They bring increase from their life. We're not competing with the person across from us. We're not competing at the neighborhood and with the schools. And we're not competing with civic clubs. We are competing with our potential. The thing that scares me the most as a believer, I know my sins are covered. Anybody else? I know they're covered. What scares me the most is when I get to heaven and I'm judged according to my potential. Say, look at all I did. And he just shakes his head. I gave you capacity. I gave you abilities. I gave you communicative gifts. I've given you help. I've given, you know, I see these kids up here. I've never known what it was to have many tassels hanging around my neck. My buddy Mike is a very intelligent person. And Jason, you know, they got all this intellect and they, you know, just smart. And I, I just look at him and I go, thank you, Lord. I'll never have to answer for that. <laughs> Y'all better straighten up, Jay. Y'all better make it happen. Teach. And I never had tassels. Magna cum laude, summa cum laude. I was, thank you, laude. Just glad to finish. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? If you don't set your priorities and you don't set 
your schedule for the Lord, someone will set it for you. And you'll be lost in the shuffle. I don't, and I, I know I've spent a long time. It's just going to be two parts, introduction and the, and the message. So we're good. I'll get us out on time. I don't want for me or for you to spend our life climbing a ladder and find out it's leaned up against the wrong building. I want us to teach the babies and I want us to sing and I want us to witness and I want us to, to, to mentor and disciple. And when I, when I heard, you know, the stories of Holly and Madeline and others that have spent their life already, got eight years in children's ministry. I got eight years serving the kids at 18, putting their life in. Do you understand that there will be teenagers with greater recognition from Jesus Christ than people that were in the church their whole life. Don't confuse grace with reward. You cannot earn grace. There's no part of it. But God doesn't do any part of your works. And works resemble work. Oh God, use me, use me, use me. And about a year later, God, I feel so used. I feel so... I feel so used. Well, that's what it's like. So I would tell you my one point with a couple subpoints. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Choose Christ. Choose Christ. Whosoever will gain his life will lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, Jesus said, will find it. Choose to know him personally to get to know him. Wade took it right out of my notes and didn't know it. Know him as father, as shepherd, as provider, protector, healer, waymaker, miracle worker, mighty God, prince of peace. To know him in the power of his spirit, the glory of his sufferings, the resurrection. To know him fully, personally, not second person. I'm grateful for my Christian heritage. My mom instilled. I'm grateful for what my dad instilled. But I don't want to know mama's God. I want to know him for myself. I want to know him for myself. I want to have my own stories. We want to know him accurately. According to the word. Be careful of this tsunami of false religion that's on the television. Where you're the hero of the story and where you're the emphasis. No, 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 no. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't begin with, if it's not empowered by, and it does not culminate in the person of Jesus Christ, it is a false gospel. I want to know him, Paul said. I want to know him. I want to know what his voice sounds like. And you can't count on other people to tell you what it sounds like. Grief, I've never met your mom, have I? Okay, describe your mother's voice in such a way that if I were to hear it, I would say, okay, you're grief's mama. Go ahead. <laughs> grief said, I can't. Okay, I'm gonna describe my mom. Uh, very articulate, soft-spoken, uh, insightful, uh, tender, um, she pauses if someone else speaks. So now I'm just, you can just play a voice and go, oh, that's Sandra. You go, no, that's impossible. So it is with God's voice. Stop asking other people, what did God say? Get in your word and go, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. 
I can't tell you how intimate it was this morning when my little boy came and stood with me, knelt down beside me, and I felt the Lord whisper something to my heart. I ain't got to ask you, was that the Lord? You have today the relationship with Jesus Christ that you want. Period. No, it ain't that easy. Yes, it is. I didn't say your relationship with Jesus would make the life you wanted. I said, you have the life today with Jesus Christ you want. You're as close as you want to be. You know him as intimately and as thoroughly as you want to know. And the time you have been willing to invest to get it. These people that graduate in college and high school and graduate in college and college, you know. And, and get a master's degree and a doctorate. And someone goes, oh, that was nice. Baby, nobody gave that to them. Ma master in engineering. What is, what is that? I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. I know I don't do it. Is it okay to be honest with y'all and simple? I just go, well, they go, Matt, doctorate of engineering. I go, praise the Lord. I know what an engine is. And I, I'm not being, you know, we can't get caught up in all of, of the other things. It's, it's utilizing and using what we have for the glory of God. It's like the lady said, she'd been married 50 years. And she said, she's sitting in the old 68 pickup truck with the pew seat. She goes, baby, you remember when we used to ride close? He said, yep. You remember how you used to put your arm around me and whisper sweet nothings in my ear? Yup. You remember how it used to give you butterflies and I could tell when you liked it? Yup. Anything you want to say? I ain't moved. I'm still driving in the same spot. Could it be while you're walking down memory lane, the Lord would bring you into this house today to hear him say, I ain't moved. You remember that altar of commitment? You remember when I washed you of your sins? Do you remember when I filled you with the Holy Spirit because you asked me? Do you remember prophesying and speaking in tongues? Do you remember the visions, the dreams? Do you remember weeping in the car, weeping at work? Do you remember the breath of my spirit on the back of your neck? I ain't moved. Choose Christ. Choose him first. Choose him willingly. Choose him wholeheartedly. Know him fully, increasingly. Choose to know him. Choose to follow him unashamedly, exclusively, with no distance between. Selflessly. Serve him selflessly. Don't take your cues from other people what you should give God or what you should do for God. Don't let a preacher tell you what to give to God. Don't be manipulated into giving your money, manipulated into serving. You look at God and decide what he's worth and serve him accordingly. That'll change the rules there, baby. Has anybody, has, has it been lost on you that work ethic and customer service is gone? Has, has anybody else, I mean, you can't get people to work now. They're making more on Unemployment. I think the, the national verse of the year ought to be the man that does not work should not eat. I think that's what we ought to get back to. Anyway, so let's say the generation now, 16, 17, goes to Wendy's and gets their job, you know, and you get hired and everybody, you go behind the counter. I just feel for the managers. I'm going, 
Can you imagine having to run a store with Skippy and Bobo and Clarence and they all? I'm, it's horrible. It's hor- so, so just follow me. So you come in and you're like, man, ain't nothing going on. Uh, you grab the bottle of Windex from the back and you're doing, you're doing the windows and you got the squeegee out and you're cleaning the counter. Tell me what happens. Clarence and Bobo and John John and all of you. Hey, 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 what are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? You need to quit. Why? Well, if they see you doing that, they're going to expect. That's the church. That's the church. Come in and check out and come in at 11 o'clock sharp and leave at 12 o'clock dull. And that's it. Punch the clock, done. And you see someone that spends their life in prayer, that serves, that gives. Hey, I'll serve. I'll serve. I'll serve. I'll come early. I'll greet. What can I do? What can I do? How can I serve him? I'm not responding, John, to your invitations. I have seen him and determined his worth, and I will spend my life wastefully on Jesus Christ. And don't be confused, John. I ain't doing this for Christ Chapel and I ain't doing it for you. No offense. It's for the one that died for me. Choose to serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Willingly. With a whole, with a full heart. I've done jumped ahead to serve him. Let me back up. Follow him without reserves. No reserves. You know how easy it is to Give the Lord, to, to give the Lord huge things if you go ahead and give him everything. Paul said, I've counted all things but loss. They're all his. And oh, by the way, after I've done that, I've suffered the loss of all things. It's not hard to give away a car that's not yours. It's not hard to open up your home for a year and bring in a family that inconvenience you when it's not your home. Our problem is we're meeting out what is God's and what is not. And we have an inward struggle all of our life instead of deciding to follow him wholeheartedly without reserves. When Elijah put his mantle on Elisha and called him to come with him, he burnt his oxen and his plows. He said, if I'm going to follow God, I'm going to leave no recourse. There's no plan B. That doesn't mean you can't ever plow again. He said, I just, my life belongs to him. No reserves. That thing that you keep from God will keep you from God. No reserves. Follow him without excuses. Can I just, this is a whole sermon in and of itself, but people or slash Christians that are good at excuses are rarely good at anything else. I'd rather you tell me, now I tell you, it happens all the time and people just look at me. I said, man, I'm sorry about Tuesday. I forgot. And they think, you know, I'm, I waited out in my mind. You forgot me? Mm-hmm, I forgot. I'd much rather th- you think I was forgetful than I was a liar. Well, what happened was, and then you weave this little excuse with just a couple of nuggets of truth. Mm, mm, mm. Don't even start making excuses with the Lord. When you tell the truth, you have a chance to be restored and redeemed and there's repentance there. No excuses. When I'm apathetic, I'm apathetic. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. When I don't finish, I don't finish. I just don't want there to be confusion. Lord, you like me to be honest in the inner parts of who I am. 
follow you without regret. Serve him wholeheartedly, willingly, consistently, in humility. Can I, can I just go ahead and hit this just real quick? I got time. This isn't common in our church. Thank you, Lord, it's not. But I have been in churches where if you did stuff for the Lord, you know, you had your local martyrs. You know, hey, I've taught for 12 years. Bless my name, you know. That's, that's what comes across out of the spirit. You know, there's an aroma that comes with this. You know, they, they, they serve, but there's a, there's a feeling of, look at me. I have to be recognized. Shoot, our, our church is so good. We bake the cakes at the cake auction. They're going to eat it. They ain't going to thank you. They ain't going to thank you. And you just, you know, toss me 80 bucks to make that cake. 17 hours to bake them cookies and they just eat them. Nobody going to thank you. Just go ahead and be free. Just, there's, you know, when you view yourself as a maid and someone tells you you don't have to clean the toilets, you don't get upset. In some churches, if you ask somebody to stop doing something, they're offended and everybody that loves them is offended and they all leave because they had position and they had title. No, you serve the Lord with humility. You said, wherever you want me. If you want to use me, fine. If you don't want to use me, fine. You want me uh, uh, cleaning up, fine. Not on the worship team, fine. Not on the worship team. You want me teaching kids? Hey, I just want to serve the Lord. Do you know why as a pastor, I'll tell you like a, a pastor secret. You know why I can't stand, can't stand. I, I try not to use the word hate, but I hate it. Christian celebrity, pastoral celebrity, Will you sign my book? Will you sign my Bible? Do you know why I despise that? Because I am just lucky to have a hat and a jersey. Just, just to be on the team. No, I don't need special water. No, I don't need a special seat. No, I don't need a, a certain assorted fruit cup when I come to your church. I don't need anybody to carry my Bible or my coat. Are you kidding me? I get to serve the Lord Jesus and he'll accept what I offer. Are you kidding me? People like us. I get to preach for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you think I think I'm something special? I was the little orphan against the backstop with his soul crying out, Pick me, God! Pick me! Pick me! Pick me! I'll show you, Lord. Not that I was great. I just want to be on your team. I don't care where I play. I just want him to look at my jersey and say, He belongs to God Almighty. Serve the Lord in humility. Singularly. Don't confuse. Don't confuse serving the Lord with the church. Yes, I love our local church. And yes, we are his body. But no, I, no, I'm sorry. We have flipped and now we serve others as unto the Lord. No, I serve the Lord by serving others. I serve him singularly. It is to him I sin. It's to him I come with repentance and it's to him I serve. It may show up in other areas, but all things are unto him. Serve him eagerly, wastefully. Don't, don't point. How many people do you know in your life you can say, waste their life on Jesus? 
I know a couple. They waste their life. God gets the best. And there's always, even if it's not spoken, there's that Christian idea to, to what is this waste? Couldn't you have done blank? Pay no attention to miserly Christians that tell you how to reduce your sacrifice to Jesus Christ. Somebody in the back with a remote. Don't let someone talk you out of your gift. I, I remember, please, for the love of everything pure, <laughs> for us OCD people, it'll be like, do you hear me? Do you hear me? How many people got? It's like five of us. Got. Just shoot it. <laughs> that's, my, that's one of our guys that's armed. He's going to shoot the car. He go. <laughs> You'll hear this. Thank you, Lord. Those of y'all that aren't wired that way, you go, what's the problem? Well, the problem is I'd be preaching you with a voice. Do you hear that horn? Hey, John, what about that horn? That horn's been going off for about a half a minute. What kind of car is that? If you don't have, he said, what's he talking about? Thank the Lord that you don't do it. Oh, I got a lot of voices in here. And five out of the eight really don't like you. Uh, <laughs> When is the last time you served the Lord or gave to the Lord so wastefully that other people who were concerned for you, that you don't want to do too much, like Mary's alabaster box, Jesus said, leave her alone. I heard the story years ago. I've told it before. It's been many years since I told it. A little girl was sitting in a little Baptist church, 30, 40 people in it. And uh, her mama had died. She had no dad. She was about to go in the system. Y'all stay with me. About to go in the system. And the offering came. And she took off her mama's wedding ring. That's all she had. It wasn't worth anything, but she took it off. And one of the deacons saw her put it in the offering basket as it come by. The deacon told the pastor, and the pastor come up after church. He goes, come, you know, I don't know her name, but Susan, that, that was so wonderful what you did. And I just, I want to give this back to you. Now, just listen. I, I know what you were trying to do, but when you get older, this is going to matter way more to you than it does today. She goes, but, but he goes, no, listen to me. There's no real way we can sell it. There's no real value to it to get money or anything here. So... I just want you to take it back. And that little girl knows what a thousand theologians don't know. She said, I didn't give that ring to you. She said, I gave it to God. You don't have to give to this place. But you need to be generous with the Lord. Wastefully generous. Choose to be one that Jesus would say, leave them alone. I will not get one reward for anything I've not done or given in heaven. Why are you so about rewards? Because of who's giving them? John, did you do this for me? Mm -hmm. John, did you preach for recognition or provision or all those things? Well, Lord, I, I can't say that I wasn't grateful for those things, but no, sir. 
I preach because I love you. And when the chief shepherd appears, I'm going to get a crown, a shepherd's crown. You don't think I don't think about that? So should you. That's not selfish. The world teaches you to fight for tinsel crowns in the world. No, eternal, glorious crowns for every cup of cold water given in his name is going to get a reward from Jesus Christ. Choose him. Choose to know him, to follow him, to serve him and serve him joyfully. If you can't do it, you know, and you got to complain and grit and just quit, please. For God, us, everybody, you know, if you can't, can I get an amen there? If you can't do it joyfully, quit. I would so much as a pastor, I've pastored long enough now, I can just say stuff. You know, people leave and like, I got the gift of goodbye. You know, hey. Uh, oh, I would so much rather close it up than to have somebody come in. How are you? Well, I'm here. Can we just close up and you not be here? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I am. Serve the Lord with gladness. Don't communicate to other people that it's a hard old way. Well, he said his way's easy. His yoke's easy. His burden's light. What's hard is when you're giving out what you think God doesn't deserve. Man, I'm buying this CD on my way out. I'm buying it to play to myself. Brooke, if you would come up, please. Choose to know him, to follow him, to serve him, to proclaim him with your life, your voice, your stance, your priorities, your example, with your legacy, that your life, are you, is your life positioned strategically and do you fuel it and fund it to bring glory to Jesus Christ, not sporadically? You know when your car's out of tune? Okay. Is your spiritual life out of tune? Are, are you running on all cylinders? Can, can you drive the interstate and pass slothful people when you want to? Are you, are you, is your life humming, getting it done for Jesus Christ? The greatest thing my mom and dad ever did for me was gave me a legacy, something to model. They pastored at small, small places. Uh, I've now preached Almost as long as my daddy lived. Not quite. I still can't carry his shoes. So don't, don't think I don't know better. But I'll hear stories from people where mom and daddy would take food. To, they would, I had a lady come in about a year ago. She said, introduced herself. She goes, your mom and daddy used to come to our house and put food on the back porch. See, my daddy was a drunk and he was a mean drunk. Any of y'all know the difference between a drunk and a mean drunk? Yeah, okay. And he, they, they knew that if he saw them bring the food, we couldn't have it. He would throw it away. But they would do it and just leave. And they'd bring winter coats and stuff. And you're her son. Yes, ma'am. Do you understand your legacy? If it's known here, do you not think it will be known there? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something intimately. I, Again, you preach at one place 27 years. You've probably shared it. I can't remember the last time I did. Changed my life. You know, you have those four or five times where life stops and it just changes. Like the legacy, Andy, that you have. You'll have these moments that change. I'm preaching in Cordell, Georgia, the metropolis, to about 30 people, Sunday to Wednesday. 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. And so it's like Monday or Tuesday night and there's 30 people there. And a family of like eight or nine comes in. And it wasn't that they were dressed up or anything, but I just, they, they looked like they didn't, they weren't part. It's like, which one of these does not belong? You know, which one of these is not like the other? So I just saw them come in and or while I was preaching, I noticed them, I should say. I got done preaching. I prayed for the people. They sat, they never got up. When service was over, you know, see, now I talk. Back then I preached. I mean, preached. I'd be sweating and, you know, just preached. You got to conserve your energy when you get older. Uh, so I can do it longer. I got done and this man walked up. It's probably about 75 or 80. Mommy took his hat off. And he goes, you're John Wood. So here's the man and the seven, eight people. I said, yeah. Do you happen to be the son of Roger and Sandra Wood? I said, yeah, Papa, I am. He goes, oh, we saw your name in the paper and we just took a chance. And I wanted to come, all of us did, and meet the son of the man that led every one of us to Jesus. I said, sir. He just put his arms around me and just held me. I lost it. So I'm crying. The next one come in. Hi, John. My name is so-and-so. Told me the story. He was preaching on so-and-so. We were at their house and Roger and Sandra shared the gospel. It went down to the other. other. I got to the last one. I am (laughs) just wrecked. And theirs was like, God bless you. I'm like, you don't leave me like this. That's what I was thinking, you know. So I'm done preaching. And I realize, see, if you don't make these adjustments, our life passes us by. I think I'm preaching to 30. But I am shouting the fame of Jesus Christ to generations. Oh, Jake, it's wonderful if we leave them something for education. It's wonderful if we, you know, have a nice house and a good neighborhood. But when you leave them a path and you leave them a model and you leave them a a direction and you teach them that they can choose to be an effective, faithful servant of Jesus Christ with no hindrance. The guy with two can go to four. The guy with five can go to 10. The guy with 10 can go to 20. You, you can multiply your gifts and abilities irregardless of where you start. Proclaim him and love him. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Yes, it says love your neighbor as yourself, but that's not the great commandment. The first one is love the Lord. Love, love, love the Lord. Love with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. We don't all start at the same place with gifts and abilities and talents, but everyone starts at new birth at the exact same spot and said, on your mark, we're going to see how much you want to love him. Get set. Go. And there are people with one talent that are doing laps around some of y'all. Love him. (laughs) Love him. Unashamedly, unapologetically, wastefully, loudly, intentionally, spontaneously. Choose God. So it is your choice and yours alone. Will you live for pleasure or for purpose? 
Will you live carnal or spiritual? Will you live for this world or the one to come? Are you working for a heavenly crown or one made of aluminum foil? Will you selfishly spend your life on yourself or will you waste it on God? In the end, you're going to be one of two people. You're either going to have great reward or great regret. It is your pastor's opinion that in Revelation, at the end of Revelation, you know where he said he wipes away all the tears from their eyes, neither will there be sorrow nor crying nor pain. That's not the people that go to hell. I know it's the Christians. I believe those are tears of regret. Because if he doesn't wipe the tears away for eternity, we would be sorrowful. And he said there'll be no sorrow there, nor crying, nor pain. He'll wipe the tears from our eyes. After the judgment seat for our works, there'll be people that are so ashamed that they received the death, the crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and tipped him with their life. So what are you going to do with the rest of your life? May this day, this simple message be one. You say it was in May of 2021 that I put a stake in the ground. I said, no more, not another day. For God, I'm going to live passionately, wholeheartedly, intentionally, and sacrificially. This much I know. When I ask you the question, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? This much I know. God has left it up to you. It is my prayer today that you live to know God's name and live in such a way that hell knows yours. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? I can't wait to find out. As for me, I need to turn it up a little bit. I need to turn it up. I need to turn it up. And can't nobody else do it for me. Pastor Wade, would you come and dismiss us today? Man, what a great message for those facing transition in your life. Maybe for those who felt life's gotten a little slow. Lord, I just do. I bow my heart. God, would this day be a day that we mark, that we reckon with, that we wrestle with, that we struggle with, that we work through with, God, would these words penetrate deep into our heart today? Would we be challenged to not walk away from here the same? God, that our hearts would be stirred by your word.
God, today when we leave, would you let us move forward in your grace and your strength and your might. Lord, they're your good works that you created for us to do. God, the reminder today to be busy about the Father's business. That the house of God would be a house of prayer for all nations. That the things we do here would honor you. That we would be gracious with our lives. We would see it all as yours and all as lost. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We remind you tonight um, in the grill at 6 o'clock, either in the grill or online. If you've missed it, um, it's on the app. You can catch up on the app. Also, open gym for the youth tonight. So if you're young or you want to be young, come hang out. Bring your tired and bring your shame.